If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, it's time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Okay, so we talked a lot about crime on the mm-hmm. show earlier today. I spoke to a woman named Karen McDonald. She was a, a witness to this mayhem that happened down in Fairview on Saturday, this four-minute, 40 minutes of mayhem with this guy attacking women and breaking glass. It was just crazy. I was fascinated and taken back by your uh, the caller from the gentleman who phoned in about uh, getting hit with a beer bottle. Yeah. That was aimed at, uh, at uh, now that was in a section of town where I actually used to live. Downtown Eastside. Downtown Eastside. I lived as a student back at uh, Cordova and Carroll. Yeah. Above the Blarney Stone pub. Back then, I mean, it was the downtown east side back then. This is, we're talking early 80s. Uh, but the crime was nowhere near uh, what we're seeing now. And mental health issues are playing in a way that were not ex- existing back in that in that time, uh, that era. It's a whole new ballgame. Yeah, and police are saying that this was likely the situation on Saturday with, it, with this guy. He had a who, psychotic break. That's it. So, you know, there are people, and we see this every day. I mean, people see this. They see people having psychotic have, episodes have, on the street. I have a family member who worked in the downtown east side at a, at a, a museum, walking home, uh, randomly assaulted by some guy just walked up and, and smacked my fa- family member in the head for no reason, yeah. uh, knocked to, to the ground. Uh, this is happening. It's happening to a far lesser degree in Victoria, but it does happen in Victoria as well. Yeah, and you've got, I'm, I'm going to be speaking to Vancouver Mayor Kennedy Stewart here at the bottom of the hour, and we're going to talk about these issues, and this is an election year, and I think this is going to be an election issue. Well, if, if Kennedy Stewart's opponent, whoever it's going to be, uh, can fashion a crime issue here, that could threaten Kennedy Stewart's hold on City Hall. Yeah, let's have a listen to Sergeant Steve Addison from the Vancouver Police Department, who was on yesterday's show, and here he is talking about this 40-minute spree of random attacks in Vancouver on the weekend. Here's what he had to say about it. For about 40 minutes, we had uh, a man who we believe was, uh, like, based on his behavior and his demeanor, was likely experiencing some kind of psychosis. Who um, simply, quite simply, went on a went on a crime spree. There was a woman in her vehicle uh, in traffic, and she was approached by a man who started banging on her car, making uh, um, threatening gestures, like shooting gestures. Yeah, so this is an issue. We'll be talking to the mayor about this at the bottom of the hour. It does seem to be getting, it seems to be getting worse. When, when I speak to people who are in these impacted neighborhoods, whether it's downtown Eastside, West End, Gastown, Yaletown, Granville Street District, you know, they, will, that person they will say it's, it's, it's worse. It's well, getting worse. The video, I still don't know what the update is on that video that surfaced last week of uh, people uh, pummeling and swarming that fellow in Emory Barnes Park in Yaletown. Yeah. They're still looking for the, I assume they're still looking for this person in the red hoodie. Anecdotally, it seems to get any worse, but it's interesting when you have Kennedy Stewart on, he insists Vancouver's still nothing to see here. Sure. No, he says the crime rate's yep. actually going down and the city is safe. So that's coming up at the bottom of this hour. Don't miss that. The uh, Vancouver Mayor Kennedy Stewart. Let's talk about, we also talked about the, the war in Ukraine on mm-hmm. the show today. Last night, State of the Union address by U.S. President Joe Biden. He talked a lot about Russia and mm-hmm. Ukraine. Here's Biden speaking last night. The United States Department of Justice is assembling a dedicated task force 
to go after the crimes of the Russian oligarchs. We're joining with European allies to find and seize their yachts, their luxury apartments, their private jets. We're coming for your ill-begotten gains. And tonight, I'm announcing that we will join our allies in closing off American airspace to all Russian flights, further isolating Russia and adding additional squeeze on their economy. Okay, so the U.S. now closing their space well, to Russian Pu- aircraft. Putin, again, has done the impossible. He's united the Democrats and Republicans against yeah. him. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that was a rare scene of bipartisanship last night. I watched the speech uh, where you had Republicans cheering for a Democrat president. You just don't see that uh, these days. But Putin, again, he's united Europe. They weren't, you know, cheering, they weren't cheering him on everything, but they were cheering him on cheering, Russia. Cheering him on Russia. They weren't yeah. cheering him on Afghanistan or yeah. a number of other issues, but uh, some Republicans got on their feet to cheer him when it comes to opposing Russia. Yeah. Biden still remains in trouble, though, his, with his approval ratings continuing oh, to got, go down. Yeah, and the Democrats have some real midterm election problems, no question. Uh, yeah. he's, uh, he's in a bit of a hole. Uh, but it'll be interesting. I mean, again, Russia seems to be changing the channel on a number of fronts. Yeah. Okay, closer to home here, there was an update on COVID-19 in British Columbia with Dr. Bonnie Henry mm-hmm. yesterday. What was the main message out of that? All but announcing that the restrictions, the ones that are left, which is the vaccine passport uh, to get into certain venues like restaurants and the mandatory mask wearing in public indoor spaces appeared probably to be lifted in mid-March before the spring break. So March 14th, we expect an update from her. Uh, Adrian Nix as well, all but announcing that we're going to be, be the next province to lift these. Uh, Washington State, Alberta, Saskatchewan. Pretty well, right across Canada, all these restrictions are being lifted. So BC is on course to, to lift those as well. What won't be lifted, though, from my understanding, is the vaccine mandate for healthcare workers and long-term care homes. That's going to stay on the books. Okay, all healthcare workers, dentists, chiropractors, yep. so, that would remain. So far, now they're supposed to be. Uh, they kick the rule for them kicks in March twenty fourth. They're not there yet. Mm. And I checked yesterday with health officials saying there's no no uh, plans to change that date. That uh, if you want to be in healthcare on the broader definition of healthcare, you need to be vaccinated by March 24th. The real encouraging thing for COVID to me is that COVID is, seems to be everywhere. Like I know more and more people who tell me yeah. I got COVID, I yeah. got sick, I tested positive. Whereas at the start of this thing, it was like if you knew someone who got COVID, they were like a you were like, they were like a unicorn. You're like whoa <laughs> whoa whoa yeah. someone's got stay away from me. Now I know tons of people who yep. had covid they've got it now or they had it before that's part and, of the, and the, the reality and despite that though the hospital hospitalization is going down so it's it's spreading it's spreading everywhere but the hospital numbers are going down i mean they're cutting half this is good so i track them every day the number of people testing positive for covid19 uh in hospital is half of what it was two weeks ago which is half of what it was two weeks before that so the hospitalizations are going down uh, the positivity rate of test, people t- testing positive is going down as well. That's yeah. been cut in half in, in the last two weeks. Now, what's still concerning is, and again, there's still not a lot of data associated with this, the number of people dying from COVID-19. It's more a case of dying with COVID-19. And generally elderly people who test positive and in their 90s and die. Um, and they're listed as a COVID death, but that's not really indicative of what COVID's doing. It's not killing people. Yeah. It's infecting people. But these are people in their end stages of life anyways who test positive and die. But it doesn't mean they died from COVID-19. They just- At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. 
pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Just died with COVID. Uh, Keith Baldry is my guest. Lots of calls. Kelly and Ladner. Hi, Kelly. Go ahead. Oh, hi there. Um, I just, uh, I understand Kennedy Stewart's going to be on. Um, yeah. And he always says, and he can spin the stats whatever way he wants, that, you know, <laughs> crime is going down. I'd just love to see him wander around Vancouver. Mm-hmm. You know, he probably doesn't, you know, he probably gets a ride to work. He probably has a nice, safe home. Doesn't have to, you know, face Vancouver well, on a daily basis. Well, actually, what he has said is that he walks the streets of the city frequently and that he feels safe in the city. Now, he is an able-bodied man, mm-hmm. okay? A lot of these random attacks are going on against women. They're going on against visible Elderly. minorities. Elderly. They go after the vulnerable. Yeah. Okay? So, again, so a guy, like a man, like a, like a, a man walking down the street is less likely the, to be attacked. And the problem with a statistical analysis, when you look at the stats for the entire city... Perhaps crime is going down, but when you look at the anecdotal evidence, particularly when it shows up on video, which it has a couple times now, and in certain neighborhoods, the statistical analysis sort of falls by the wayside. Yeah, let's go to Ken on the line in Port Moody. Hi, Ken. Go ahead. Hey, uh, you guys, Mike and and Keith. I would hope you get a hold of uh, Mr. Horgan. I paid $1.83 for gas yesterday, which is just ridiculous. He was against the carbon tax. And also, guys, September's coming. And on used cars, he's putting on a tax mm-hmm. that the government determines what the price is. Is there anything that we can hold his feet to the fire? Because this is hurting poor people. Thanks for the call. Yeah, so uh, we're about to become the most expensive place to buy gas in North America. I thought we already America. were. Yeah, um, again, and the price continues to go up. Yeah. And it's interesting, when they were in opposition, the NDP made a big deal about uh, bringing down the price of gas, but I think they're discovering governments don't have a lot of power when it comes to that. But they do have power. A big chunk of the gas price you pay is taxes, and a lot of the taxes go to TransLink. That's the biggest portion of taxes uh, for your uh, for your gas tax. And then also the carbon tax is going to go up April 1st. Yes. And and the caller was right. Like Horgan and the NDP originally opposed the carbon tax. Yeah, in 05 they did. When it was first brought in, they did oppose it, but then they supported it after that. And in terms of the the, this tax on used vehicles, uh, is interesting because that's that sort of was buried in the budget. It's starting to get a little more attention now. Yeah. So the deal with that one is this kicks in in the fall. So if you buy a used car in a private sale, okay, you will pay the sales tax, the provincial sales tax on the actual purchase price that you paid for the vehicle or the government's estimated value of the vehicle, whichever is higher. Mm -hmm. Okay, And the reason they're doing this is because they're saying, well, people are cheating the system. They're putting in a a fake receipt. They're, They're dodging and avoiding the tax. So this is why they're doing it. They're closing a loophole. But even in the government's own budget documents, it says, guess who this will hit primarily? Low and middle income yeah. earners. 
Yeah, and it's and, and really the the cure here seems to be bigger than the disease. Uh, it's not a big revenue generator, but it's going to cause I think a disproportionate amount of unpopularity amongst people. Yeah, I I think the liberals are doing a jo- good yeah. job going after them on that too. By the way, Marcus on the line in Vancouver. Hi, Marcus. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing? Uh, a couple things just about Kenny Stewart feeling safe. I mean, wasn't it just a few months ago, maybe last summer, where he was calling the police because he was being harassed in a liquor store lineup, which yeah. I find uh, quite surprising. The other thing too is. What I'd like to see this afternoon, or sorry, or later this morning when he's on this show, is to hammer him. Go after him and ask him the hard questions. Because I find many times on NW, when it's Pete Fry or the other counselors, they get a free ride. And uh, Kennedy's quite elusive. I'd I, I like to see you ask him the tough questions and really get, give him a go on, on your, later on this, uh, this morning. Well, stick around, and uh, we'll, see how it go- we'll see how it goes. But you're right about the, uh, the, call- the caller is correct that Kennedy Stewart, he says that he feels safe walking around the city, but he did call the cops one day because he was in a store and some guy was coming up and getting in his face and harassing him, still, so he called the cops. Still a bit of a mystery about what that was actually Well, I guess it was about. because the guy recognized him as the mayor yeah. and was going after him. So, I mean, does that mean that he's, the city is unsafe or is, or is that because I, some I, guy recognized him? I was think the that's mayor. a completely different incident than what we saw with that that fellow who had a psychotic break attacking people for forty yeah. minutes, or the person, the caller you had this morning about the guy throwing a beer bottle at his head, uh, right. or, or the swarming that took place at Emory Barnes Park in Yale Town. I think that's different than what happened to Kennedy Stewart. Yeah, 604-280-9898 is the number to call. Star 9898 on your cell. Al in Surrey. Hi, Al, go ahead. I want everyone to think what would happen if Russia still owned Alaska, if the U.S. wasn't our neighbor, the large, powerful U.S., and what would happen to northern Canada with Russia right now? Well, you're in a real way-back time machine there. I mean, uh, Alaska was bought by the states in the 1860s. Seward's (laughs) folly. Um, so yeah, you got to go way back if you want to imagine if, uh, if uh, Alaska was owned by Russia. Well, although that said, there are calls for Canada and other NATO countries to increase their defense spending now mm-hmm. in light of what's going on in Europe. I mean, I spoke to Michael Chong on the show earlier this week. He's the uh, conservative yep. MP. He's their official opposition Pretty effective foreign one, affairs critic. Very good MP, in my opinion. And he said that, look, this should be a wake-up call for Canada, and Canada should increase defense spending to shore up, actually, our, our defense may, in the northern, in the Arctic. It may come to that. I mean, this is a, what Russia's doing is a game-changer. They've united uh, Europe. They've united NATO in yeah. a way that we just haven't seen before. You've got Switzerland. You know, Switzerland, yeah. of all places, now contributing. Neutral. Yeah. And neutral Switzerland. Sweden also being active. Turkey. Now saying they're not going to allow uh, ships through through the Bosphorus Sea. There, uh, they're enacting their, their blockade there. It was one of the interesting things that Biden said last night in the State of the Union, and kind of reiterating that the United States does not want to go to war against Russia here. There, there'll be no fly zone. There's not going to be U.S. troops going no. into Ukraine. But he did see, he did draw a line and say, look, Poland, these Baltic countries that are members of NATO, that's where the line is. Don't. Go into these other countries that well, would change everything. We'll see. You know that that he's he, he is drawing the line there, but we'll yeah. see. I mean, nu- w- one thing that's different here than any other confrontation is nuclear weapons are on the table. They yeah. weren't there in in many other confrontations, but they are now. Okay, let's go to Ron and Surrey. Hey, Ron. How you doing, guys? Hi. Let's go on the Russia topic. Uh, Trudeau said he was sending anti-tank weapons. 
what's happening with that, or was it just a uh, photo op? They need him now. Okay, th- th- thank you for that. He did say that the other we have, we are sending lethal lethal yeah, aid military also, aid to um, Ukraine. Also, vests, armored vests, yeah. uh, food packages, uh, weapons as well, and other NATO countries are doing that as well. Is it enough to stop Russia? Um, probably not, but uh, we're seeing a very determined fight, uh, defensive fight by the Ukrainians. Squeeze in one more. Malcolm in North Van. Malcolm, you got 30 seconds. Go ahead. Uh, okay, this is my preemptive to your next uh, topic about uh, people on the road, the uh, attack on cars and drivers. ICBC and the police should be going after pedestrians as well for crossing the street illegally. They look at the sign saying, oh, I've got three seconds. It's a green light. That's not their crosswalk, folks. That's to get out of okay. the intersection. So okay. go after the people. Yeah. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see a bill crack down on jaywalking okay. anytime soon. Sorry. Okay, there is a crackdown on distracted driving, though. We'll be talking about that later. There on is this. on that. Yeah. Talk to you tomorrow.